It's good to be back in the Lord's house this evening. We want to thank God for the opportunity to be here. We want to thank everybody that's uh, used the opportunity and come. Everybody that's here, we're glad to have you. And uh, looking forward to having a baptized in a little while. I thank God for those that are ready to be baptized. And uh, I'd like to read a, a passage of scripture. Uh, just take me a moment, hopefully. Look it up here. Thought I had it marked, but don't guess do. Probably got it on my phone. Just give me a second here. Okay. These are the words of Jesus. He said, These things have I spoken unto you, that my joy might remain in you, and that your joy might be full. And so, you know, two things there. He said, I want my joy to remain in you, and I want your joy to be full. And so, uh, that's uh, just something to think about. And uh, how do you do that? And uh, summing it up just before that, Jesus said, keeping my commandments, doing, doing what I've told you in the Word of God. And so, I'm glad tonight for the joy that we have in the Lord. And... Uh, you know, God gives us that joy right along if we follow him, but there's just certain things and events and services that you have and experiences that you have that remind you how great that joy is. And it seems like God's just been doing that a lot lately. And I just, I thank God that your joy can be full, and I might even say in running over. So let's just stand for a moment of prayer as we pray. Precious Heavenly Father, we thank you, God, for the joy that you give us. Uh, God, we, we know there's plenty of joy, and God, as Christians, uh, we need to experience the joy. We need to have it, and we need to appreciate it, and we need to let it show. And God, we pray tonight that you just bless us and help us in this service. Bless this service just in, in its entirety. God, bless the baptism. God, we pray that your Holy Spirit would speak to the hearts of people that are here tonight, that they'd realize they need to get saved, and they'd realize that if they'll come to you, and seek you that they will get saved. God, we pray tonight and we ask you these blessings and praise you in Jesus' name and amen. Be seated. Turn the service over to the choir.
that. I have a verse scripture I'd like to read from the book of Matthew. This is after Jesus was crucified and resurrected. And here in the last chapter in the book of Matthew, chapter 28, verse 16 says, Then the eleven disciples went away into Galilee, into a mountain where Jesus had appointed them. And when they saw him, they worshipped him, but some doubted. That's kind of hits you in amazement, it does me. I'm sure I would have uh, struggled too, but uh, as we go on, uh, and Jesus came and spake unto them, saying, All power is given unto me in heaven and in earth. Go ye therefore and teach all nations, baptizing them in the name of the Father and of the Son and of the Holy Ghost, teaching them to observe all things whatsoever I have commanded you. And lo, I am with you always, even unto the end of the world. Amen. And so praise God. And, and interesting to me, and I mentioned this morning, baptism is like a, a picture representation of death, burial, and resurrection. Jesus had just done all that. And so he told them uh, to go and baptize those that would believe. You've got to believe in the Lord from your heart to be a candidate for baptism. You've got to get saved. And uh, uh, baptize them in the name of the Father and the Son and the Holy Ghost. And we praise God for that. In just a minute, we're going to uh, go back and get ready for baptizing. But right now, uh, and I asked him if it's all right, and he said, yeah, right now, I want uh, Brother Noah to come up here with me for just a minute. I appreciate Noah and thank the Lord for him. What I'd like for you to do in your own words, tell, uh, tell the folks what happened down at uh, Samaria Church on Thursday night. Um, I got saved, and... Amen. It felt like a million pounds just lifted off my shoulders. Amen. Thank the Lord. Uh, could I hear a move? We receive him as a candidate for baptism. There's a move. Second. Everybody in favor of that? Raise your hands. All right. We need to do that. So now, uh, Noah and I are going to go over here and uh, get ready for the baptizing. Yeah, Kurt, if you want to come help us, you can. Sister Tara, if you want to come over here. And I think Linda's going to come help you and anybody else that wants to is welcome. And uh, church really pray, and we'll get ready for baptism. And uh, think about baptism and what it means. And, uh, yeah, there you go. Good job. That <clears throat> was very appropriate. I like that. I like that. So we'll turn back over to the choir.
once again, we're so proud of Noah. And uh, I mentioned a little bit of it, but in case I wasn't completely clear on it, they had a service Thursday night before church camp started on Friday down at Samaria where Brother Jordan's pastor. We were down there, Noah was down there. He got saved down there. And boy, I mean, he moved so powerful. I'm so proud of him. And uh, I thank God for him. Don't you really pray while we baptize? In obedience to the command of our Lord and Savior Jesus Christ and upon the profession of his faith in him, we baptize this our brother in the name of the Father and the Son and the Holy Ghost. Sister Tara, thank God for her, and uh, what a blessing it is when I think about uh, uh, last week when she came to the Lord, and uh, I'm confident that her move coming to the Lord and her uh, spirituality and her following the Lord, I'm sure that it was a testimony to her son Noah that we just baptized, and uh, I pray to God there's others in the house and people listening on the live stream that gets the point uh, if we'll just come to Jesus, we can have him in our soul. And so pray while we baptize Sister Tara. In obedience to the command of our Lord and Savior Jesus Christ and upon the profession of her faith in him, we baptize this, our sister, in the name of the Father and the Son and the Holy Ghost.
thank the Lord for the baptism. And I thank the Lord for those good songs. I just blessed us while I was getting ready and afterwards. I appreciate it. And I'm just so happy to be here tonight. And uh, we're going to ask those we just baptized. Terry and Lord, we're going to ask them to come over here in the middle. And then uh, come on over if you want to. And stand over here and then family and special friends and anybody that's got it on your heart can come around and shake hands with them and give them a hug. And I am so proud of them and thank God for both of them. And uh, they appreciate each other. Thank the Lord. That's the way it's supposed to be. And I, I got this on my heart just as I'd finished getting ready to come back out here. I want to tell you this. While we're shaking hands, while we're giving them a hug if we want to, if it was to be that you're here and God's put it on your heart that you need to get saved, you're even welcome to get down and pray at the altar while we're shaking hands. Every time God calls, it's the right time. So let's all stand up and let's sing a song. Let's come around. Welcome them into church.
something on your heart, a prayer request or a testimony, just say what you feel in your heart. Anybody? Remember that. Appreciate that. Someone else? We've already mentioned, but please pray for God to speak to people's hearts that have a spiritual need. If you're not saved, you have a spiritual need, you need to get saved. And uh, boy, it's, uh, it's real simple. And in a way, it's real easy. And uh, I tell this a lot, when I was a young boy and not saved, and the preacher say it's easy and it's simple, it just makes me frown. I think, well, he, how can he say that? And, but when I got saved, I thought, well, now I can see how he was saying it. I was making it hard for myself because I was resisting what the Holy Spirit was calling me to do. But when I came to the point where I said, yes, Lord, whatever it is, Lord, please save me. And I used this phrase when I was, I didn't say it out loud, but in my heart and mind, I said, Lord, if you don't save me, I'm a goner. I knew I was going to hell if I didn't get saved. And so when I come that way, God saved me just in a moment. And I'm, I'm thankful for that experience. Now, let's pray for God to speak to people's hearts tonight. Anyone else? Amen. Keep praying. Someone else? Amen. Amen. In case you couldn't hear that, Brother Bill said he'd like for us all to pray for his grandchildren. So he's got a bunch of them. He'd like for us to pray for those grandchildren. Watch well, a great prayer request. Someone else. Amen. Thank you. 
pray for the Cox having back surgery. Remember that. Any others? That's not my brother Bill already leads. Pray. Everybody pray. Appreciate that. Let's keep praying. Who'd feel like singing a song now? If you got a song on your heart, like just come and follow the Lord, sing whatever God's give you. Anyone? Sure, good to be here tonight. Anyone have a song? Let's. Let's pray for them while they come. Pray for
pray for us. Uh, we don't have the song in our book, so Dad wasn't sure of the piano keys, but uh, you know, you got to do what's on your heart. It's been a while since I've even sang this song.
church to remember for the rest of my grandkids and um, thank God for my salvation.
appreciate these songs. And uh, anybody else got a song on your heart? All right, keep praying. I don't know which one of them might. One of these preachers here might have something on their heart. We'll just open it up to them. And any one of them that uh, feels like coming is welcome. If it's more of them, more than one of them feels like coming, I can do that too. And uh, I got a couple no shakes over here. Lee, you got anything? Hey, go ahead. He's follow your heart. Let's pray for Lee. And listen, listen, and listen. And if God speaks to you, obey the Lord. if we'd do any preaching, but we'd try, and that's all we can do. I'm thankful to be here, and thankful for the service that we had this morning, and but you pray for us, and if all we can do is read a little bit, I'm proud to try to stand and read a little bit for him, and uh, you know, we're thankful for what the Lord's done in my life. He's been good to me. I want you guys to pray for that little church over in Indiana. Uh, appreciate the ones who came and got baptized. And uh, Terry, you might not know me, but you might know a little bit. But um, you know your brother came here a long time ago and sat back there. He was coming with us for a while. And uh, there was one night that he came and I swear you could almost see the handprints in the back of the bench. And uh, when he left, I said, I ain't never going back, he said. And uh, you can probably be a testimony to him and help him out. And uh, you know, to, to show how good God is in your life. And uh, you know, it's important to live for God after you get saved and we do make an impact on people. And, uh, and people make an impact on us. And, but I know your brother, he was close to getting saved and uh, he was scared to death. I know he was and he said, I ain't never, there was something different. I ain't never had that at my church before. But he said there was something different. Well, I'll tell you what, when God gets a hold of you, it's different. And, uh, and God can get a hold of you no matter where you're at. And all, all he asks is just to believe. He says, if you believe on me, he said, I'll give you everlasting life. And, uh, you know, we might try to read a couple of scriptures here and uh, kind of almost seems like they don't make sense to go with each other. But you know what? Everything in this Bible goes together and God can put it together. So you pray for us and we try to read over in Mark chapter 9 and we're going to read in John chapter 6. But in Mark 9, this is just after the Lord had just got done feeding the 4,000. And then in John 6, we're going to read just after he got done reading the 5,000. But in, the, in Mark 9, we're going to read a little bit here in uh, verse 17. And like I said, Jesus had just crossed over and... Uh, people were looking after him, trying to find him, and 
They knew they seen the group of the disciples over here and um, they came over looking for Jesus and they were sitting here questioning the disciples and Jesus comes up on them and Jesus tells them, he asked them, he said, he's talking to the scribes, he asked them and he said, uh, what question ye with them? That's verse 16 and we're going to pick up in 17 and it said, and one of the multitude answered and said, Master, I have brought unto thee my son, which have a dumb spirit. And wheresoever he taketh him, he teareth him, and he foameth and gnasheth with his teeth, and penneth away. And I spake to the disciples that they should cast him out, and they could not. He answereth him and saith, O faithless generation, how long shall I be with you? How long shall I suffer you? Bring him unto me. And they brought him unto him, and when he saw him, straightway the spirit tear him, and he fell on the ground and wallowed foaming. And he asked his father, How long is it ago since this came unto him? And he said, Of a child. And oft times it had cast him into the fire and into the waters to destroy him. But if thou canst do anything, have compassion on us and help us. And listen to what Jesus told him. And then listen to what he said right after. It said, Jesus said unto him, if thou canst believe, all things are possible to him that believeth. Jesus told him, I heal him, but you have to believe. And this is what he said. And straightway, the father of the child cried out and said with tears, Lord, I believe. Help thou my own belief. Then we're going to read over in chapter 6 of John. And I want you to think about that. You might be here and you believe but there's a part of you that has some unbelief. After they've seen some of these miracles, and we might get into the story a little bit, there's times in my life I can look at that and say, how's that possible? But the Bible says with God, all things are possible. So we're going to go over in John 6, and this is again another story. Here they are coming to question Jesus, looking for him, because they just got fed. And Jesus shows up, and Jesus said, in John 6 and 26, it says, Jesus answered them and said, Verily, verily, I say unto you, you seek me not because ye saw the miracles, because ye did eat of the loaves and were filled. He told them, Labor not for the meat which perish, but for the meat which endureth unto everlasting life which the Son of Man shall give unto you, for him hath God the Father sealed. Then said they unto him, What shall we do that we might work the works of God? Jesus answered and said unto them, This is the work of God, that ye believe on him who, whom he hath sent. They said therefore unto him, What sign showest thou then that we may see and believe, and what dost thou work? Our fathers did eat man in the desert, and as written, he gave them bread from heaven to eat. Then Jesus said unto him, Verily, verily, I say unto you, Moses gave you not the bread from heaven, but my Father giveth you the true bread from heaven. For the bread, is of, the bread of God is he which cometh down from heaven, and giveth light unto the world. Then said they unto him, Lord, evermore give us this bread. So they want to know, Lord, give me this bread you're talking about. Now I don't have to work no more for it. And listen to what Jesus told them. He said, and Jesus said unto them, I am the bread of life. He that cometh to me shall never hunger, and he that believeth on me shall never thirst. 
But I said unto you that ye also have seen me and believe not. All that the Father giveth me shall come to me, and him that cometh to me I will no wise cast out. For I came down from heaven not to do my own will, but the will of him that sent me. He didn't come to do it on his own. God sent his son to give us everlasting life. And it said, and this is the Father's will which have sent me, that of all which he had given me I should lose nothing, but should raise it up again at the last day. And this is the will of him that sent me, that everyone which seeth the Son and believeth on him may have everlasting life. I will raise him up in the last day. So you pray for us, and we try to get where God will let us to preach a little bit. And if not, you know, I'll go take my seat and sit down. But, you know, Jesus sat right there and told him, he said, Labor not for the meat which perisheth, but for the meat which endureth unto everlasting life. And you say, well, what's that meat that endures unto everlasting life? But what did Jesus say? Uh, Jesus said, I am the bread of life. He that cometh to me shall never hunger, and he that believeth on me shall never thirst again. I want you to know today that uh, when you get saved, you are saved, and you know you're going to get a hold of that bread of life, and you know there's things in life that we try to let comfort us, but I want you to know there's nothing that's going to comfort you like the main comforter. And the Bible said, you know, when Jesus went on his way, he said, I have to go, but he said, the Father's going to send back the Comforter for you. I want you to know uh, the Comforter is calling out today. And, you know, as we sit here and, uh, you know, right before it talks about the feeding of the 4,000 and the 5,000. And the Bible said, you know, that, you know, Jesus had a whole big crowd of people that was coming up. And, you know, and you just pray for us and we try to get where God can use us. But we're sitting there thinking about that guy that said, Lord, I believe, but help my unbelief. Well, I want you to know uh the Bible sit there and says that, you know, as he was getting ready to feed the 5,000, he said there was a great company, a crowd of people around him. And the Lord told him, he said, uh, you know, the, that we, there we ain't got enough uh, food to be able to try to feed these people. It's going to be about 200 penny worth. But what did the Lord say? The Lord tell you, just like he had tell you today, he say, sit back and let me show you how it's done. I want you to know that we can't get nowhere on our own self, but if you let God allow you to sit back and be able to let him show you, you can be saved on his terms for a fact. It's a guarantee, but I want you to know, as this sat there and said, uh, you know, it said, well, there's a, a little lad out here in the company that he's got maybe a couple pieces of fish and maybe five loaves of bread in a basket, and, you know, and, uh, and I heard preach sit there and think about it and saying that you know I can see his mom getting his lunch maybe ready for the day or you know I might be thinking that you know that lad was going out that might have been his whole day's you know breakfast lunch and supper that was ready but you know what the lad was willing to give it I want you to know if you're you're living for God and you're willing to give what you can there's going to be a lot and that expounds out of it you know and the Bible say here and said you know he said I just have but these couple little pieces of fish and these five loaves of bread well the Lord says well bring it here and let's disperse it well that's where Lita Witt's unbelief starts to kick in because why are you going to feed these 5,000 people with these couple pieces of fish and these loaves of bread well you know I can see that one basket but what's the Bible say he said that you know as soon as they got done he said I want you to gather up the fragments well that gets me thinking about the the prodigal son and how he wanted to you know he was desiring to be fed from the crumbs that fell from the rich man's table I want you to know you're not just going to get the crumbs there's going to be fragments left over after you get fed from God God's going to feed you God's willing to feed you you know and what's it take 
it takes a little bit of our part to start it out. You know, I can't do this on my own. Brother Terry, he'd been pastoring, I think, 49 years. He couldn't have done it on his own. It's taking help from the church. You know, it's all of us. The Bible says we are one mind and one accord. It takes all of us to do God's work. I can't, I can't just make something up on my own. Well, you know what? Lee DeWitt would love. I told you guys a million times. Uh, I'd love to sit here and, you know, just be able to try to read a big old lovely message that just sounds good right off of this piece of paper and, you know, let it go the way. But that ain't how God works. God don't work like that. What did he say? God said, I am the bread of life. You have to get a piece of the bread of life. And you know what? You might be sitting here and you could have been here for maybe a couple services or maybe five years, maybe 10 years, maybe 30 years. Maybe you've been coming here for 70 years and you ain't been saved. And you might sit here and say, I believe. But what about your unbelief because you ain't saved? I want you to know you might believe a little bit today. But all you have to do is say, God, help me with my unbelief. What did the Lord say he did? He healed that child. And the people thought he died. Well, people might think, that man, they're crazy. He died out. Well, Jesus reached out and picked him up. And he just said, follow me. Come with me. And the crowd will be amazed. I tell you what, when I, get, when I got saved and even now, when I see people that I used to hang around with and party with and do things with, they look astonished. What happened to Lee? That's when my testimony could kick in and I could say I'm saved. I'm thankful for what the Lord's done in my life. He's been so good to me. I can't thank him enough for what he's done for me. He saved me to the uttermost. And I'm looking forward to see in my Jesus when it comes my time. And I say it every single time. One of my favorite things, we're talking about that piece of apple pie. The best is yet to come. We struggle down here on earth, things happen, but you know what? The best is yet to come. What did he say? There was an old lady that died. It's one of my favorite stories. There's an old lady that died. And when she was getting her things ready, getting the funeral arrangements ready, she told her pastor, she said, Pastor, when I die, and I'm laying up here, I want you to stand by me, and I want that fork laying on my chest. And she said, there's going to be people that's going to come around and say, what's that fork? And she said, when they come and they ask, she said, I want you to tell them. That's because every Sunday we went to Grandma's house for chicken. We had a good old chicken dinner. And they always told us to save the fork. And when they wonder why you're saving the fork, you tell them we had a piece of grandma's apple pie coming. She said the best was yet to come. I tell you what, we might be struggling down here on earth with things that are happening, but when you're saved and you're living for Jesus, the best is yet to come. It has nothing compared to what we're doing down here. I see good things happen. People get saved and the Lord's been good to me, but that don't compare, Neil, to what's going to happen when I take my flight. And like I said, I might not know all about it. I might even have a little bit of unbelief in me on things that I've seen that God does, but he still does it. i tell you what, Terry, come help us out. Get us a song if you would. If you're here today 
and you might just have just a little bit of unbelief. I believe that man knew that Jesus could save his son. But there was probably a little bit that he thought about wondering, can he really do this? The Bible said that when Jesus asked him, well, how long has it been that he's been like this? And he said, since he was a child. Now, I don't know his exact age, but I guarantee like the woman that had the issue of blood, I guarantee they went seeking for doctors. If I had an issue with one of my kids, I would be taking them, Barry, to see what, what we could do to get them fixed. There probably was a little bit of unbelief that this can't happen. But when you say, Jesus, help me with my unbelief, he'll be right there for you. Sing when you would, Sean. Today, if you have just a little bit of unbelief, Jesus will take care of that unbelief and he will give you the full belief. It's your choice today. He's been good to me. He's not just going to be good to me and not good to you. Do I have things that happen in my life? Well, sure. I still have the troubles and trials. I am a natural human being. But he's still good to me. All you have to do is come kneel with the cross. Jesus will meet you there. And I guarantee a lot more people will meet you there to pray with you. I can just picture as they were gathering up the fragments, they started with one basket and they had just a couple fish and five loaves. And they had to go get more baskets to gather up because they ended up gathering up 12 baskets of fragments. When Jesus does it, he overdoes it. When he saved me, it seemed like he overdone it in my life. But I'm thankful that he's that way. He's good to us. Amen. What they want, that's good preaching. That's right out of heaven. That's the gospel. I want to say a word or two and tell a little short story that uh, come to my mind from some things that uh, Lee said and he preached and what was in the Bible uh, about uh, I believe, help thou my unbelief. And boy, I thought he just lined it up so good. Uh, years ago, when I was pastor up at Pleasant View Baptist Church, and there was a man coming to church there named John Whitaker. We called him Big John because he's a great big man. He'd come to church some and uh, looked like it, God was dealing with him, and he's under conviction he was. And uh, one Sunday morning, he was sitting way in the back, and he started up the side aisle. And I was rejoiced, and I thought, John's coming to the altar. We got part of the way up the side aisle, about halfway, and he got down on his knees, and, and he didn't come on up. And God laid on my heart to go talk to him. And I, I said, John, what, what's going on, buddy? What are you doing? He said, I was so excited. He said, I felt like God was wanting me to come get saved. He said, I got to this spot right here. He said, and I realized that I didn't have enough faith to get saved with. And I said, uh, John, uh, God's surely calling you. I could feel it. And I said, the devil's trying to talk you out of coming. I said, I've got good news for you, John. I said, 
when God calls you to come to the altar, he gives you enough faith to get saved with. The Bible talks about God giving the measure of faith. And I said, faith comes by hearing the word of God. You've heard the word of God. And I said, God wouldn't have called you without giving you everything you need. He said, that has to be right. And he got up and almost ran the rest of the way to the altar, and he got saved. Now, you might be here tonight, and perhaps God's speaking to you, and I believe surely God's speaking to some people. There might be some thoughts of doubts running around in your mind. You might be hesitating a little bit. You might be trying to figure it out. And I did that a little bit before I got saved. You can't figure it out. Just obey the Lord. Just do what, uh, do what Brother Lee's preached tonight already. Just come and uh, trust the Lord, and he'll do the saving. I want us to sing another song. And you that are here tonight, if you're not saved, and you feel that down inside, I'd like to be saved. I, I wanted what the church had. I wanted what Mama had and Daddy had. And I wanted what the, the people of God had. And when I come to the altar, I got that. You can have that tonight. Sing when you're ready. Please come. Please come. Obey the Lord. Come tonight. Come out now. Obey the Lord. It's real simple. You don't have to. You don't have to measure up to get saved. You know, most most everything in this life, you got to reach a certain level. Uh, you got to get to a certain point. You got to pass a test. You got to measure up. Lee, I'm glad God's not like that. I wouldn't have this if it was me measuring up. But Jesus measured up for all of us. He passed every test. And he said we could come and believe on him. God wants to save somebody tonight. Who does he want to save? He wants to save everybody. If you're not saved, he wants to save you. Why? I appreciate, I appreciate what Lee's preached tonight. He preached a powerful message. If you're here tonight, God's got your attention. You realize you're lost and on the way to hell. Don't stay on that road. If you feel that inside, you don't have to stay on that road. Come while the Lord's calling. When he's calling, it's when you can get in. When he's calling, it's when you need to come. Please obey the Lord tonight. Let God have his way. Let God have his way in your life. Real simple. We're not here to pick on you or embarrass you. You don't have to make a speech. But if God's wanting you to come to the altar, you truly need to come. Let's pray together tonight. Let's talk to Jesus tonight. Let's obey the Lord tonight. Please obey him. We're having a good meeting, good spirit in it, good singing, good preaching, God calling. That's all the ingredients that you can ask for a meeting. And then when God does all that through the church and somebody's lost or out of fellowship and God's speaking to them, it's up to us as an individual person to say, yes, Lord. You know, we can only, we can only make two choices. We either say, yes, Lord, or we say, no, Lord. If we say, yes, Lord, then uh, if we really mean a yes, then we'll obey the Lord. If we're saying, yes, Lord, if God's wanting us to come to the altar, then we'll come to the altar. And I know it seems hard. When I was a lost boy, I was so shy and bashful and backwards. I, boy, it was, a, it was a struggle to me. But God got me past that. He, like Lee preached, he helped my unbelief. He helped my doubts. I thought I can't even walk up there. 
Now that might sound silly, but physically I thought I can't do it. But God helped me get past that. God gave me what I needed. He gave me the strength and the encouragement and the help and the faith. And when I came to him, boy, when I got saved, you talk about being happy. Everybody here could say that. When I got saved, talk about being happy. You could, I could see it in the two we baptized tonight. I could see how happy they are. Why, praise God, God's able to make you happy from way down deep inside. Don't want to worry anybody, but I really believe we need one more song. And I believe some people need to come tonight and, and pray. Let's really pray. And if you're here and you're by somebody that's needing to come, maybe God will let you encourage them a little bit. If he does, do it. If God will let you, you might say to somebody, if, honey, if you need to go to the altar, I'll go with you. If God lets you do that, that's all right with me. Please obey the Lord. Please let God have his way. Please come. Please get saved. Get victory. You can have it tonight. God's calling. Come right now. Please come. Come right now. Right here. Come to Jesus. Obey. Where could I go? Gee, I, I just don't know where I could go. Obey the Lord. Obey the Lord. Please come. Please come. place to go to get the problem solved except to the Lord. Good to be here tonight. I appreciate everything that's been done. I wonder if any, anything on anybody's heart, somebody's got something to say, a song to sing, or a word to say, or one of you preachers got something on your heart to uh, say and extend the invitation. Everybody's welcome to follow the Lord. And I believe without a doubt somebody's needing to come to the altar. I believe somebody still needs to come. I, I don't have the impression to ask for another song. God's not giving me that right now, but I still feel that burden stirring. Say that somebody needs to come to Jesus. And you're welcome. We don't have to be singing a song for you to come to the altar. And, uh, just like, and probably most of you know that story, but uh, uh, just like down at Samaria the other night, uh, Brother Noah, he'd already went outside. Church had been dismissed. He went outside. But he, God was still calling him, and he came back in. And he came to the altar, and there were still some folks in there. And, uh, they prayed with him. And, he prayed, and God heard him pray, and he got saved. So whenever God's calling, that's when you can get saved. Okay. Anything else? Well, we remind our men, I think this is probably the last Sunday night, and we need to have Brotherhood meeting out in the fellowship hall for a few minutes uh, after we dismiss in here. And, uh, so men remember that. Anything else before we come to a close? Yes, remember that. Uh, Brother Trey Brock will be in revival at Hebron Missionary Baptist Church. That's where Brother Brian holds the pastors down the other side of Columbus. And uh, they'll be starting tomorrow night, and services will be going at 7 o'clock. So if you get a chance to go, I'm sure they'll welcome you and be thrilled to have you. And uh, if you can't go, 
pray. We can really pray. We need to pray for those folks. Good folks down there. Anyone else? All right. If not, we'll ask uh, Brother Neil to ask the dismissal.